here. If you listened to my previous episode, you'll know that this, who you are speaking to, is yet another Charlie in a long line of Charlies lining up to make episodes one by one in the current mini-series, as it's become, yeah, that is uh, concerned for, with the issues of the day, uh, which at the moment are things like coronavirus, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And then into that mix, I added rock and roll, only because I like rock and roll. Yeah, I used rock and roll as an example yeah, a couple of episodes ago of how insidious... Um, white privilege can be you know um in in as much as um rock and roll was essentially black man's music and uh the white man took that uh look as for in the in the minds of the white men that took that uh they were actually respecting that you know they loved it you know the beatles you know uh, loved little richard you know and Chuck Berry and all that. And the Rolling Stones loved all the old blues singers um, and, and the rockers too. Um, and all of them lining up, you know, they all loved it. So they were paying tribute to the black singers in their own minds, the white rockers, especially the British white rockers. Uh, but the, the effect of it was that it ended up a theft in as much as um, all the supergroups of rock and rock and roll ended up being white boys, you know. And, and, and if I was an African-American rock and roll sort of singer or blues singer or whatever, I'd be sitting back and I'd be thinking, hey, look, I know you're paying tribute to me, but far out. You guys are making all the money and getting all the opportunities and I'm getting nothing. You know, I'm just sitting here watching you guys become billionaires. Um, yeah, and, and admittedly... You know, you're paying me a lot of respect along the way, saying, oh, wow, you know, Chuck Berry started it all, you know, or Little Richard, you know, he was, I was his idol. No, he was my idol, you know, and all that sort of stuff. You know, all the boys did that. Beatles, Rolling Stones. Um, you know, Fats Domino, I love that stuff. They were saying, you know, uh, I pay tribute to the roots of rock and roll, the African-Americans who started it all. You know, they all said that. You know, and uh, uh, very honestly and genuine, genuinely paid tribute. But the insidiousness of um, oh, Black Lives Matter, as it's called now, which I think is a very poor term for what they're trying to describe, and it's a big shame that slogans in the social media era have to mean something completely different to what they're saying. You know, Black Lives Matter is very, very misleading. And no wonder people are fighting over the term so much. I actually brought it up with my daughter this morning, believe it or not. Uh, well, it doesn't matter if you believe it or not, but um, uh, we were fighting in the front seat of the car over the radio, play fighting, as you do, you know. And I was grabbing her wrists, you know, and, and she was trying to turn off my music and put on her music. And so it's all a bit of fun, you know, the sort of thing you do, wrestling with your kids. Anyway... As I was wrestling with her, um, you know, her arms would just go this pink, you know, because she's this pasty white, you know, she's she's straight white, uh, much whiter than me. You know, I'm sort of freckly and a, a bit brown, ish. Oh, you know, pretty white. Uh, but anyway, um, Helena popped out. Oh, you know, 
well, I've said her name, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I've been calling her Harley, actually. Yeah. Uh, Harley popped out. Yeah, blonde, blue-eyed and white. Yeah. Uh, we've got, yeah, my kids are part Greek, part Irish, part English, whatever. Um, and, yeah, they come, one came out a bit olive, one came out a bit white. One came out very white, you know, and that sort of thing. Anyway, she's the one that came out white as white can be. Um, anyway, I was wrestling with her and, uh, and uh, you know, where I was grabbing her on the wrists, and she, she's strong too. She was fighting back, turning my music off. Um, you know, her, her, her arm was going pink. You know, this really pink thing. You know. uh, and I said, "Look at your arms. You go so pink so quick." You know, um, I say, "You know, you're never going to get. You're, you're never going to fit in with Black Lives Matter." You know, and what I was doing was having a crack at her ultra white skin. And she said, "Black Lives Matter." And I said, "Yeah, Black Lives Matter." And she said, well, that's me out. <laughs> now, look, she's young. She doesn't know anything about the debate at all. Um, she's not up to that yet. You know, none of my kids have ever even touched social media in their lives yet. You know, my oldest is 15, so she's never been on social media yet. Uh, that's a joy that they've all got ahead of them. I hope they never go on to the thing, you know, because it poisons the mind. It dumbs the, it dumbs the mind down, that thing social media but you know they'll probably end up playing with it and and then i hope they dump it like you know like their daddy did now um but you know black lives matter on on the face of it it doesn't mean what it what people want it to mean you know it's a typical slogan on social media that is incredibly misleading and just just a fight starter you know they should have called it something else they really should have uh yeah, you know, because she's right, you know. Like, she, she's bringing no baggage to it, you know. So she heard Black Lives Matter, you know. Her only response to that is, well, that's me out. And she's right on a, on a pure, um, you know, on a pure interpretation of the slogan. And people say, well, that's not what it means. You know, I say, I know, but it's what it says, you know. If you had to come up with another slogan that actually meant what it said and said what it meant... You would have start, you, you know, you would have avoided a lot of unnecessary brawling. Yeah, you would have avoided you know that whole thing of all lives matter if you hadn't have called it Black Lives Matter. You know, and I, I've sort of got, I've sort of returned to an episode I made about three or four episodes back. Yeah, an episode made by yet another Charlie three or four or five episodes back when I say that. But, you know, my daughter's right. You know, if someone says Black Lives Matter to her, you know, what else can be her response if she's not part of the social media um, set? You know, she's not on there. You know, and, and also, she's young, so she's still thinking clearly. You know, what is she supposed to think? Well, she's supposed to think this. Well, that's me out. You know, I could educate her and all that sort of stuff, but she doesn't care. You know, she likes Minecraft and stuff. Yeah, I could educate her, but her eyes will glaze over. Sorry. All right, so there's that. Um, now, uh, so, but, you know, uh, in the episode previous to this one, uh, I, um, you know, I attacked the previous Charlie to that one. In, in as much as, you know, two episodes, two episodes ago... Two episodes ago, there was a Charlie who said, you know, that white man's, you know, white 
rockers, you know, the Beatles and so on, stole rock and roll from African-Americans and then made billions from it, you know. So that, that was a good point, I thought, that I made. And on the face of it, that's what happened. Uh, but then last episode, I said, well, now look at it from this uh, angle. Um, that's not what happened, you know. Yes, they, they loved rock and roll and all that sort of thing, but they invented their own musical style on top of that and sold that. You know, they weren't selling rock and roll Beatles in the end. You know, they were inventing brand new styles and that's why they're famous. They're not famous because they stole rock and roll. They're famous because they invented new music. See, they weren't selling something they just stole. Like, if, if, if an African-American, for example, um, had a car in America and you stole that car and then resold it at a profit, well, obviously it's going to be a profit, isn't it? Well, that's theft. That, that's selling something that you stole. You know, in its origin, and, and, and you're, you're selling something that you stole and you're selling it in its original condition. But the Beatles invented something that was, you know, I described it as stealing a shovel. Well, the Beatles would, you know, in their own minds, they were paying tribute to the rock and rollers who they loved, you know, like Little Richard and all that sort of stuff. And Elvis, of course, but that's a whole other story, you know. Um, yeah, and I likened it to stealing a shovel, because that's the way it panned out. But then, you know, looking at that shovel and saying, gee, that's given me an idea for a front-end loader. And then, you know, inventing the engine <laughs> and the wheel <laughs> and a hundred other things. And, um, you know, and combustion engines and all that sort of stuff and steering wheels and inventing all the things that go into, you know, and, and then someone saying, hey, you stole that front-end loader off me because I gave you a shovel and now look what you've got, a front-end loader. You know, had I not given you that shovel, you wouldn't have invented that uh, front-end loader. So you stole that front-end loader off me. Yeah, because you stole a shovel off me? It doesn't quite work, you know, because the Beatles stole a shovel and created a front-end loader out of that. You know? Um, you know, so that was my the episode previous to this one in which I argued that that um, the white boys from England made something very, very, very advanced or very different or very extended on top of rock and roll, which they did. Okay, so that's fair enough. Now, you can't fit every idea into every episode, so here's the next idea. Uh, um, now, jazz. Yeah. Now, that's a separate stream of music, but, you know, it wasn't involved in my argument. But I will make the point. That's, a, that's African, you know, that's black man's music too, essentially. Um, now, that, that one went into, you know, in a separate stream, went into, uh, you know, that's a very um, complex uh, style of music. In fact, it's mind-blowing, you know. In the same way that classical music is mind-blowing, you know, that's uh, jazz mind-blowing, you know, when I try and there's so much nuance to it and complexity and all that sort of stuff, you know. So you've got that as a separate stream, but, you know, for my uh, argument in the last few episodes, you know, I confined myself to rock and roll in a bubble. Um, so, you know, there's, there's these streams that go side by side, and of course you get fusions between them and all that sort of stuff, you know. Okay, so that's that. But I will make mention 
And, you know, and actually this is what I wanted to start with, with this episode, but I'm, I'm getting to it only now. Uh, and I did mention it about two, two or three episodes ago. I thought, or maybe it was last episode, I lose track. Uh, rap is something that interests me. Now, I don't like rap, but I'm interested in it. You can be interested in something without liking it. You know? um, I've gained a fair bit of appreciation for rap by studying it a little bit without actually listening to it for enjoyment, but I listen to it just to pick up the, the rhythms and all that sort of stuff. Um, now, rap's interesting because that's kind of doing a Beatles in a way. Uh, I don't think the African-American rock and rollers took rock and roll or pop or anything all that far. You know, we had Motown, you know, which was yet another stream, but that went, you know, Motown was a musical style that really couldn't develop as far as I could tell. I think Paul McCartney sort of accused Motown of that. He said, listen, you know, it had nowhere to go. It wasn't, it didn't progress. You know, it wasn't progressive, you know, whereas rock, you know, uh, and I think the blues wasn't very progressive either. Um, jazz, very progressive. Um, rock and roll and rock, extremely, and, you know, the, once it got into the white man's hands, it got extremely progressive. But the African-Americans who did rock and roll weren't very progressive with it. But the African-Americans were very progressive with jazz, for example. Uh, look, the point of this episode is to say it's not actually, you know, cultural um, as such. You know, it's not unique to one culture or another that, you know, one mob can make a front-end loader out of a shovel. Yeah. Um, there, are, there are multiple musical streams. Now, in, in rock and roll, it happened to be the case, I think, that the white boys turned a shovel into... A front end loader, uh, but when it comes to jazz, I think the African Americans did that. They turned a shovel. You know the music coming over from Africa early on, um, along with slaves and all that sort of stuff, and they turned it into a front end loader, a different type of front end loader. Well, I wouldn't call it a front end loader. Jazz, uh, jazz is a lot more nuanced than a front end loader. Um, yeah. um, some other machine that's a little bit more complex than a front-end loader. Rock and roll is still pretty simple, although progressive rock, mm, that got very complex. But anyway, uh, but there's another musical style too, which is worth mentioning. Oh, this pop, but I don't think pop goes anywhere. You know, I think that pop is a little bit, for me, you know, and, and, and I think that's mostly dominated by um, white people, you know, but there's a lot of pop. All cultures get into pop, you know, but the pop that I know is mostly sort of Europeans. Um, and, and, and that's eaten itself, you know, that's gone nowhere as far as I'm concerned. That's a little bit like Motown. Just, that's just doing the locomotion over and over and over again. You know, and you get, and you end up with Taylor Swift and whoever, you know, and you don't even listen to them, you know, because there's not much in it musically, musically for you, you know. But, uh, excuse me, fast car. Slowed down by our new speed humps. Right. Now, so, um, but rap is interesting. Uh, 
because um, now, oh, here's another one. Um, rap is interesting. Uh, now, rock and rock, you know, ended up progressive rock and, and went out of this world in terms of complexity. Classical music, you know, just went completely as far as music can go. And jazz got sophisticated as well and heavily nuanced and amazing. Um, Motown, no, you know, kind of safe. Yeah, not really, you know, tr- sort of rehashed the same sort of sound forever and ever. You know, pop the same. You know, you could challenge me on that. Um, but rap, now rap's an interesting one because I think, you know, Rap has stayed, for a start, it's like rock and roll in as much as, you know, I think it's primarily African-American music. Uh, But rap is a little bit, you know, know, my argument was, and I may be wrong, doesn't matter whether I am or not, you know, if you know the right answers to all these things, you know, hold those correct answers in your head and enjoy them, you know. You don't need to correct me. I'm not here to be right. I'm just here to throw up ideas. And, you know, you come up with the right answer in your head and enjoy the right answers, you know. Uh, you know, this is not a debate, you know. All right, now, um, rap. Now, I argued that with rock and roll, you know, it crossed over and was, well, was stolen by um, the um, white boys uh, who made something amazing out of it? And it was specifically English white boys mainly, you know. And and then that you know and rock, you know, as I've argued, Little Richard, I think, invented rock really. Um, you know that morphed into massively different styles around heavy metal, death metal, and all that sort of stuff, and all that heavy metal stuff, and all that sort of thing it was very white, I think. It has been very, very white. And I, and I think that's cultural, you know. It evokes the Vikings of old, you know, the Norse, you know, and um, the European, you know, the European uh, barbarians of old, you know. And it was, it was um, evoking all of that, you know. Cause so, so it ends up a fusion, you know. It isn't quite theft of black man's music, you know. Uh, black man's music, cro- you know, of rock crosses over into the white community in Europe. You know, forget American white boys for a minute. Uh, they tend to bore me a fair bit. Uh, I just, yeah, I just avoid them mostly. Um, but, uh, yeah, rock and roll and rock cross over into the, you know, European scene and, and morph into, you know, English rock you know, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd and all that sort of stuff, you know, and, and over here to Australia as well, but, you know, to a lesser extent, you know, to ACDC and all that sort of stuff. Um, but, um, but, uh, you know, it crosses over and the white boys make something of it and become rich, super rich, you know, the Beatles and all that, Paul McCartney, billionaire, all that sort of thing, the Rolling Stones and all that. Um, so, you know, and, the, and black people, you know, could possibly say, listen, oh, you started out with our music, you know, but the, the white English rockers and all that sort of thing, Elvis, oh, sorry, <laughs> Elton John and David Bowie and all that sort of stuff, yeah, you know, right, we started out with that, but it was a shovel, you know, we've turned it into a most, a most amazing front-end loader. It was the front-end loader we, st- we sold, you know, not the shovel, for goodness sake, you know, stole your music and sold it. We didn't, you know. Yeah, all right, we got a shovel off you, you know. 
Yeah, we'll pay you for the shovel. Yeah. But we're going to keep the money for the front end loader, you know, that we sold. Right. Now, but rap is interesting to me. Uh, I think largely it has stayed in African-American hands. Now, there's two, two words going on there, African and American. You know, so, um, yeah, look, there's Eminem and a few others. But I think mostly it seems to be um, what's well, gone worldwide, gangbusters. But, but I think it's being, you know, it's a little bit like jazz, which to a very large extent stayed in African-American hands. You know, but the white people got crazy about that as well. Look, everyone loves to share music, don't they? Uh, but, uh, but rap, it stayed, I think it's, I think in hip hop, uh, that, that's all stayed mostly in African-American hands. It's still an African-American style. It, it, it hasn't, you know, crossed over so heavily as did rock and roll and rock. And um, Africans are making something complex. African-Americans especially, you know, I think it's mostly African-Americans, but it's gone into every culture, Latinos, everything. It's amazing rap. It's the biggest musical style in the world now. It's left rock and roll and rock in the shade. So it bears uh, watching. It, you know, it's worth uh, thinking about. The biggest musical style in the world, I think it is. Now, there's a reason for that, and I can see what that reason is. It's incredible. Rap is incredible. I happen to hate it, but it's incredible. You know, just because I hate it doesn't matter. I can still appreciate it. Now, here's the thing, you know. Um, uh, rap is, as far as I can tell, a, a musical style that can develop it all in sophistication. It's, it's becoming heavily sophisticated in all sorts of ways. It's able to branch out in a way that Motown couldn't, in my opinion, and in a way that pop really doesn't either, as far as I can tell. You know? So I think there are some musical, certain musical styles that are progressive and certain musical styles that aren't. You know, classical music um, kind of progressed and, you know, that went from, you know, Baroque, your ancient church music to Baroque to, you know, your kind of Hayden stuff and, you know, right through classical, Mozart, and then on to Beethoven, who developed it further, and then on and on and on, you know, into Impressionism, Expressionism, and all that sort of stuff, atonal stuff, and kind of ate itself in the end. Um, and now I can't even get a handle on classical music these days, you know, in the 21st century. It's um, so diverse. But the point is, it did develop and become more sophisticated, in fact, infinitely so, when it comes to classical music. So that's one of those styles that was, you know, that developed out of sight, out of sight. Um, until, you know, you get Schoenberg, and all that. I studied him at school, um, you know, who, who used every note on the keyboard, <laughs> you know, that scale, <laughs> every single note, you know, all the sharps, all the flats, <laughs> and all the, you know, everything. All the white notes, all the black notes. <laughs> what a scale. <laughs> okay. Um, but I got that in the end. I understood all of that. Then Impressionism, you know, where there was no, um, 
you know, and, and that would be very foreign to all of the music styles, really, Impressionism and Expressionism, where there's no, no root note, you know. A piece of music can be in no key at all, you know, whereas, you know, rock, even anarchic rock, is, um, follows rules very heavily, you know, like the Sex Pistols, you know. Uh, they may claim to be anarchic, but musically they're not anarchic at all. You know, they're, they're, um, they're trapped in uh, very, very strict rules. And, uh, you know, and all the other musical styles are. It's really the only anarchic music, really, that I think there ever has been, has been, you know, classical music when it did branch out into expressionism and all that sort of stuff. Look, jazz gets a bit free too, you know. So as to musical styles, yeah, I think classical music is the king of all musical styles in as much as how much it was able to develop. But it kind of ate itself in the process to a certain extent. You know, it got too diverse, so you couldn't get a handle on it anymore. Now, I think um, uh, jazz also has that development, you know. Uh, our classical music was largely in the hands of Europeans. Jazz largely in the hands of African-Americans. You know, so that one was sophisticated too, and it developed and developed and developed. Now, blues had a baby, and that was called rock and roll. Now, that was an interesting one because it started off in the black community and then crossed over to the white community, and then the white community made it into something, but the black community didn't. So that's, that was the subject of the previous couple of episodes. That was the shovel turning into the... Um, that was the uh, African-Americans creating a shovel and the... I, I think the British, mainly, the British rockers, uh, turning that into a front-end loader. OK. Um... Now, um, yeah, now we have rap. And I think rap is a musical style that is still dominated by African-Americans. And I think what they've done with that is they've started, and hip-hop, they've started with the shovel. And they've, they're creating, you know, th this might be the next classical music rap in a way, um, because... It's branching out into all sorts of diverse directions that I can't keep track of. I'm talking rap and hip-hop. Um, so this is one um, that has outstripped, you know, what the British boys did with rock and roll at this point in time. And, and, and it's fused with pop a lot, rap, you know, but that's beside the point. In fact, rap can be fused with everything. It's, uh, it can be fused with jazz. It's amazing. Uh, rap can um, underpin, yeah, can be fused with classical. What was I hearing the other day? Hang on. A 90, now this is, I wasn't planning on this one, but there's, um, yeah, there was a 95-year-old woman um, and a 70-something, uh, who was a singer, <laughs> believe it or not, and a 70-something-year-old woman in Switzerland or something who hooked up with a rapper and they made a song together and it came out really good, you know. Oh, hang on, no, it might not have been rap, that one. No, that was death metal. <laughs> but you get my point. You could do that with rap. Rap has that ability to diversify and become sophisticated and all that sort of thing. And I think it's doing that, you know, rap. Um, and where that will end up, I don't know. Maybe it will lead itself in the end too. 
you know, but I, I just wanted to um, record the, my sense that rap is a bit, little bit like, yeah, you know, it's becoming a little bit, I think it's turning into progressive rap, you know, in the same way that rock in the hands of the white English boys are turned into progressive rock, you know, but um, rap in the hands of African-American boys uh, is, uh, you know, is that, is that heading in the direction of uh, progressive rap at the moment? Is it developing at an exponential rate at the moment, you know? And I think it is, you know. And, and, and look, everyone is starting to follow the African-Americans when it comes to rap. Latinos and, you know, every, uh, Europeans and, you know, and all that, you know. Everyone's getting into it. Rap's everywhere. Rap's huge. Rap is the next big thing. Now, how does this episode relate to the other episodes? Uh, well, it's on a completely different subject. It's just a this is this is a um, episode that's about various musical styles and which ones had room for growth and which ones didn't. You know, and I argued that sort of Motown didn't and pop didn't. Look, pop, you know. Look, it's a fine line between pop and rock and all that sort of stuff, and there has been progress in pop, but it does seem to have... No, nah, no, nah, I think pop's just gone, you know, descended into blandness, as far as I can tell. Um, it's been doing that for a long time. Um, uh, um, so this, this episode is about musical styles, it's a, and it, it, it's kind of almost a corrective on a wrong impression... That I could have been given in the giving in the previous episode, in which um, I, uh, in which I was focusing on rock and roll only, in as much as you know, rock and roll was quite simple, and then crossed over into the um, English culture. You know, rock and roll was quite simple in the hands of African American white boys and African American black boys. It was quite simple, really. Um, but then it crossed over to England and then got complicated or got complex or got sophisticated. And in focusing only on rock and roll in the previous episode, um, you know, I, there was a danger that, you know, uh, I was suggesting that, you know, African-Americans and uh, also Euro or Anglo-Americans back in the 50s were only able to make a shovel. Yeah, people like Elvis and Little Richard and Chuck Berry and Buddy Holly. Look, Buddy Holly made great tunes. Um, Everly Brothers, but they were making a, a shovel and you know had to cross over to the English. I was giving too much of a plug to the English as as if they were the only people able to make sophisticated music. Is what I'm saying. In that previous episode, there was that danger. So I thought in this episode, look, I'll mention in this episode that rock and roll is only one musical style. Out of many. And um, once I canvas, you know, once I go through all the other musical styles a little bit, um, you start to see that, you know, anybody, you know, every culture, you know, um, is turning shovels into front end loaders. You know? Um, Sophistication is not, you know, it's, it, it depends, you know, it depends which musical style you're picking. And, um, and, and I think rap deserves um, to be mentioned as uh, the next big thing at this point in time. Rock and roll is dead. 
we've still got rockers, you know, we've still got rock and rock and roll and all that sort of stuff, but it's a bit passe now. You know, rap is the fresh thing and hip-hop, they're the big things. You know, there's only so much U2 that you can listen to. Yeah. All right, that's enough. Funk. See, that's the problem with making an episode like that. You can't make an episode that is all that comprehensive in the end. Uh, Because I started to think about Prince then and funk. Yeah, and, and where to categorise James Brown as well, for example. You know, that, maybe that's another stream. Look, Prince could do it all. Prince could do pop. Prince could do rock. Uh, oh, there was a version of While My Guitar Gently Weeps that he did, and he just um, he, he shredded the guitar on that one. Um, and, and, and Prince could do funk, and, and Prince was inventive... You know, like out of this world. Um, yeah, you're going to get. Except, you know, was he pop? Or was he funk? Was he pop funk? You know, I said pop can't develop, and there is, you know, Prince obviously is a good example of pop developing out of this world. Or was it funk? You know, uh, look, this, this, it, it, it's, it's, you can't put everything into boxes with music. Um, so, you know, I'm not pretending that you can. I'm talking about general themes. And I think, yeah, and then there's Jimi Hendrix, you know, and like I said, oh, you know, if, if, if you're, if I was a social media style thinker, you know, where you, in social media, you need to find only one exception to a generalisation that someone is trying to make, and you can claim to be smashing them down with that one exception, you know. So someone could say, you know, I could say, oh, rock, you know, in the, in the 60s, you know, you just crossed right over, you know, and to, you know, white English boys, you know, and they dominated, you know, and then, you know, and they were the inventive ones. They, they were the ones turning the shovels into the front end loaders and all that sort of stuff. I could make that claim. And, uh, you know, and then someone, on, you know, if I was on social media, thank goodness I'm not, you know, someone would say, aha, Jimi Hendrix, you know, there's your argument shot down, Charlie, you know, but it's not, you know, you know Grant, Grant, you know, I'm a huge fan of Jimi Hendrix. And he was extremely progressive, you know, and he was African-American, you know, not British or white. Um, but see, this is not what I'm getting at, you know, because if you... I, I, was, I was speaking in generalisations. Um, on, it's only on social media that if you can find an exception to a generalisation, you can, you, can, um, you can claim that the exception is the generalisation... Thank goodness I'm not on social media, you know, because, look, if you get to the top 100, look, I should check this, but, you know, if you, if you um, looked up the top 100 rock groups slash singers ever, you know, of course Jimi Hendrix is going to be in the top three. Uh, but he'll still be the only African-American in the top 50 you know, maybe Marvin Gaye will get in there somehow on a technicality, you yeah? 
I don't know what he fits into. Is he Motown? No, I think he's a bit rock. Yeah. Um, but then you do start to think of exceptions once you've made an episode like the one I just made. But, uh, uh, you know, if every exception to a rule can be blown up into the rule, then you can't talk about anything. You know, because that's stupid thinking. Stupid thinking. You know, and, um, but we're on a podcast. We're not on Facebook. 